You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Big is for doing, and we're doing... Revenge, episode 20 of season two, <laughs> Engagement! What an episode! Oh, it really oh, was. It was really an amazing episode. I don't ever say that. Well, Not any show. I mean, this was... This was. They, they said we would be shocked by the end in the, in the little teaser of last week, and we were quite shocked, I have to say. I want to know what happens, but before we get to the season finale, we obviously have to go through our after show and dig- digress. No, that's not the right word. Digest. You know, do we? Do you mean we need to simmer down a little bit in the studio? No, I that was. I don't know. <laughs> um, engagement is the title of the episode. I thought. Uh, I liked. Uh, I liked a little play on words. Sometimes we get a word that um, you know. Obviously, that it ends up being the, what, what the episode centers on. But I, I felt tonight's word engagement um, was much more prominent. Engage the enemy until death do you part. Yes, and obviously that got shooken up because, and but it also spoke of love, which you know uh, Emily had towards Aiden. That got shook up. But let's start with Charlotte. This was I was (laughs) not expecting this. Introduce myself. Oh yes, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, we're so into this episode that we forgot. Plus, fans know I'm Phil Svitek. Join along, Roxy Stryer, uh, Anna Koppel, hey. and Catherine Tulich is in London. Uh, don't feel bad for her because uh, she's watching Star Trek. Feliz um, what day is today? Cinco de Mayo! Yay! <laughs> thank you. All right. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Now, now that we've digressed. Is that Steve? <laughs> Please stop, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Stephen, this is a very serious matter. Charlotte, pregnant. Who's the father? <laughs> Who do you think? Declan! No, because she said to him... Regina. Uh, could be. Just throwing it out there. No, but she said, please don't be mad at me or please don't hate me. Something like that. And I just feel like... But she's shit-faced. No, she's not. That She's puking because she has... Oh! <laughs> yeah. Two and two are coming together. Yeah, and see, and when Regina oh, brought she's her, drinking. yeah, there we go. <laughs> when, now it's yeah. When Regina brought her the the black bag with something in it, you know, I thought at first that it was drugs, going drugs again, but it was a pregnancy test, obviously. So I just wow, this is all really coming together. This is why I need you guys because <laughs> alone, I'm not enough. Alone, you are not. I am not enough. But okay, so is that why she was avoiding Declan? I think partially, and I think that's a good twist because at least she's not just being a complete 
you know, a girlfriend who's not there for her boyfriend. And we're looking and we're like, really? She's going back to her old ways and we thought she moved on. So at least she has a, a good reason, a valid reason, although but I think why she confi- shouldn't be avoiding why, him. Why confine in Regina? Uh, what other friends does she have? I hope it's Jax. Oh my god, that would be... T- <laughs> Really? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't even <laughs> really? understand that. Last time I said I hope Amanda dies, and she did. I don't know, maybe we'll come to Why would Why would Charlotte be pregnant with Jack's kid? I don't know, maybe they were consoling each other and just got out of hand. Oh, and we're going to see All right, let's not, even, let's not even amuse this idea. <laughs> All right, back, back to the... I, I was going to say the task at hand, but there, there's no real task. All right. I want to know why why she's avoiding Declan. I mean, why why couldn't she go to him? Or it's she, scary. It's scary. She's pregnant. You know, like what is, what does she want to go to? She doesn't know whether she wants to keep it, whether she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff is coming out about her mother and how her mother had the baby and and didn't keep it. So and let's not forget about Conrad's campaign. Right, that as well. I think she's scared and she's just wanting to avoid the issue, which isn't the right move. But is it understandable? Yes, absolutely. And she just found out earlier that night. So why? It's not like she's just totally avoiding him because she's. But she had a okay. So you know, with her, with her friendship with Regina, um, you know, she must have had an inkling. It's not like she would ask for you know you know what I mean. You, you kind of have to know. Okay, you know what? Something's up. I feel like I may be pregnant, or it's a possibility at the very least. Um, right. She obviously was late. You know, she was late. So you she... know who's late? I feel like if Emily had spoken to Charlotte just a little bit sooner, she wouldn't have to deal with Regina. Yeah, what, well, what do you mean? Well, because we had that talk tonight with Emily and Charlotte. <laughs> Why are you guys? You guys, you guys are on a different level. I'm just, I'm just excited about, about the show. <laughs> but all right, so so tonight, right? The talk that they had, mm-hmm. right? Emily and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Had that happened sooner, about her being the bridesmaid? Not even that. I mean, that was the discussion that they were having. But it was also like, hey, I'm also here for you. I mean, that those were some piercing words from Charlotte. Like, hey, you know, uh, you don't. I mean, in many ways, she was saying, you don't know what it's like. You know, I had Amanda. Now she was taken away. I don't really have a sister anymore. And, you know, it's eating I don't think she meant it to just to say anything bad to Emily. I don't think she was trying to hurt her. No, but, of course, that's, you know, Emily because she is her sister. Right, but Charlotte doesn't know that. She's not trying to hurt her. All right, you're right in that respect. But had this conversation happened earlier, I feel like Charlotte would have confided in Emily. You feel like Charlotte wouldn't be pregnant? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like at the very least, you know, she would have gone to Emily sooner. I don't know rather how than Regina. they let this happen, though, to be honest with you, because if Declan is the father. You know, they they've been playing with baby Carl, you know, they, you know, maybe, I just feel like maybe, maybe, she, inspiration. Poked a hole. maybe she poked a hole in the condom because she wanted a baby. I know. This should be crazy sometimes. Yeah, but I just feel like isn't Carl? Isn't one baby enough responsibility? No, I think that people are young and they make mistakes and they're not thinking. Huh? Can I turn out pregnant? And you're like, you idiot, and you want to shake them, but it happens all the time. Teen pregnancy, it happens. I know, but I just feel like with a baby in the house and they're like taking care of it all the time. Like to even play just the tip is just would be way too risky. I feel. I, I agree, but that's looking from perspective of a woman who's older than 16 you know yeah you're not thinking about it like oh close with your words there yeah i appreciate it (laughs) there we go so anyway (laughs) i'm just saying you know like hindsight is 2020 and clearly they were not thinking or they were thinking and the condom broke or something happened or 
she well, was one of those point zero one percent chance. So let me people. ask you this: Why? Why now? I mean, is it just to give Charlotte storyline? Like how you know, last season we kind of ended with a pregnancy, i.e., Amanda's. Now we're kind of revisiting that. You know, what? Where does this take us? Full circle. Okay. I don't mind it. I don't think it's that similar of a storyline. I'm okay with it so far. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that you know, out of all people that knows about it, it's Dan first, her brother. I think it also gives Daniel a reason to stay in the states. That's true. That's a good point too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's he going to do? Run off to Paris now? Yeah. Where does that? Where does the show go from there? So he's going to have to tell Emily because she's going to want to know why they can't leave. Right, and Charlotte may yet tell Emily. So is Declan the last to know? I hope so. I, I mean, TMZ <laughs> might report it, and he might he'll find out that way, like he did. By the way, I, I really liked how they de- kind of dealt with um, Declan, that storyline of like, uh, you know, hey, why didn't you tell me about it? Remember, because we talked at length last week about Jack um, not being told from Declan, you know, hey, I saw Charlotte online, right. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that they at least touched upon that, because m- most shows wouldn't, and uh, I'm glad that they did and kept that going. Um, poor Declan, like, Declan as a father now? I mean, the, uh, the Porter family just continues to be ruined by the... the I don't think she'll have the kid. You think she's going to abort? Yeah. I do. What Especially you after your comment of, of what you were saying, of, of how, you know, she, she hurt her mother and things like that. Yeah, I think that her mother didn't have an abortion. And she was like, I don't want to bring anybody into this world and have them feel pain. Okay. So I think the way to avoid that is, unfortunately, by not bringing somebody into the world. Yeah, I think that Charlotte has very strong feelings against her parents. And, I mean, she's, you know, she's Charlotte Clark now. And I think she has very strong feelings about bringing anybody into this family. And not necessarily into the world, but she's still a part of that family until she can stand on her own. So... I think until she's out of that house and separated from that family that she would abort. She, she obviously can't support a child by herself, and clearly Declan doesn't have the funds to do so, so it would just be another way she had to lean on her parents, right. which is something she's not willing to do. Right. You guys are right in that regard. Um, poor Declan. Yes, we are. Team. Yeah. Team, baby. Poor Declan. I, I, I'm gonna, my prediction is he's going to find out on TMZ or something. Um, like right. the pregnancy test was left in the trash? Got a yeah. If he ever gets out of that ATM vestibule. I mean, all you need is one photo in front of an abortion clinic, and that says it all. She would probably go out of town. She's not. Either way. I mean, she's super. She's not what? Stupid enough to get pregnant? I, oh, good call. Good call. Here's, Just he, kidding. If you are pregnant out there, that does not make you stupid. All the right. views are after the views expressed herein are there those of the host only, not necessarily you, reflect the Steven. views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Boom. All right. So, <laughs> here's, here's um, obviously Conrad's very focused on this campaign, but the fact that, it's to me, it's a little upsetting that he doesn't see what's going on with Charlotte, especially after what had happened that night, you know, where she made out with the girl. And we don't need a repeat of last week, where we just kept saying it. I'm parsley. We? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. Anyway... <laughs> Um, but in terms of the campaign, I, I like how, um, y- you know, I, for me in particular about tonight's episode, I like how the, the storyline of that photo came, came about, you know what I mean? I was, I was certainly not expecting for it to come out in the way that it did. You're talking about the making out photo again? No, I'm not. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about the, the, the governor's wife. 
Oh. I'm talking about the campaign and the governor's not wife. Well, you right, I definitely didn't think that Jack was going to approach Victoria about it. Um, I thought that was smart by Ashley, who seems to be the pseudo mastermind who's drunk, and that's fine because it's single de Mayo and we all make mistakes. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think that they didn't really know where they're going with it, but they didn't have another option. So why not bring it to Victoria? Well, I, I, Victoria I, I, saw right through it, so that was kind of an issue. In I mean, she did, but uh, I mean, here's what was nice is, you know, uh, as they kind of alluded to, you would have been expecting like an affair. And the fact that it wasn't an affair, I thought, was very smart. Well, it was, yeah. But I think we, the audience, was ex- were expecting an affair. But I think so was Victoria, because when she showed up, she That's said, she, yeah. whose husband were you expecting, yours or mine? This Whatever made she me it. so unsympathetic to Victoria, though, because didn't she just seem like she didn't care? I she mean, she's sitting care. in front of this woman, and the woman's like, my husband's about to die. And Victoria's like, oh, thank God. You're not sleeping with my husband. Like, didn't it seem like that to you guys? Uh, no. Part, not, I mean, Vic, Vic, I mean, here's the thing. That, that assumes that I love Victoria. Victoria's this amazing woman. I mean, she's... No, but she does have redeeming moments sometimes, and this was just not one of them. I, for me, it was just because Conrad's done so much to her that it was like, okay, give her this one. For me. Deciding vote? I, I just think that Victoria... The, the way Victoria's mind works is just like a filing cabinet, and she just files away information for when she could use it to her advantage or against somebody later. And so that's just the sort of look in her eyes that, you know, the wheels are turning, and how can I use this to my advantage? Oh, so. That's exactly what it is, and then I don't... It leaves a sour taste, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean... I'm... I'm... I'm with Victoria on this. I want to see. I want to see Jack finally um, get something. But you know, it's, it's earlier in the episode. Emily comes up to Victoria and is like, "Isn't it disgusting how people can use your pain to profit?" And that's exactly what Victoria, like you're saying, does to everybody else. So I guess karma. It's true. Yeah. Um, and by the way, in terms of Victoria, um, how. Sneaky is it the fact that she uh, she's having Nolan go on this goose chase, which we'll definitely talk about. But you know, uh, when she knows the truth that she paid, you know, paid off her son for five million dollars. That's and, insane. And what is the reason? And Conrad knows, so it has to do with him clearly too. Yeah. I had nothing else to say. I was. I was well, I was she, she, that out she, there. she 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 she. Go ahead. Uh, well, but yeah, what is going on with that whole storyline? Because <laughs> Nolan goes to find. Edith in jail and they have their conversation because I'm not sure that that is the truth because one what isn't the truth the five million dollars five million dollars yeah because she says Edith said the Falcon says um you know that's just like her to spin it that way you know she's playing you we, she paid him off paid him five million dollars and um when he came looking for her but then when you know, Aiden types in his code and carry on goes out. And then the whole city shuts down. She seemed to know that was going to happen. Really, the Falcon strikes again. Yeah, pretty much. And like she's going to get out of jail. Obviously, if there's no systems, it's total blackout. It's very easy to get out of jail in those sort of situations, I would imagine. Uh, so I'm not totally convinced that that's the $5 million stories is 
true. You think she was setting Nolan up? Yes. I don't disagree. I don't know, but I don't disagree. I was thinking that the second the lights go out and you see the little smirk on her face. Yeah. She definitely, maybe still the $5 million part is true, and she still was playing Nolan and, and using him as her puppet. I, I like that story only because Victoria, you know, she's she's going along with that with Conrad. She's that's the way you, you know that's the truth that they come towards. I mean, she's lied about everything else, but finally, at least we can come to this, and that's the truth. But why is she reading all the letters? I think here's the thing. Again, I, I think the one redeeming quality for me about Victoria is that she loves her kids, and I, I think deep down she feels. I mean, okay, it's one thing to give up your kid, right? And so assume that story, um, and you know, you're never going to see them. Now, to have this kid be discovered and then pay him off to basically leave me the hell alone, mm-hmm. it, it pains her, you know? And, and, and especially... It pains her that she did that? It pains her that she did that. And, and also, this was following uh, Daniel's comment of, you, you, remember, I, I love this line, you know, I, I never make the same mistake twice, and Daniel goes, except for making bastard children. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that, she was, Zing. she was torn by that. So she's trying to right some wrongs there. Okay. Well, I definitely think she's trying, but so, I mean, <laughs> close, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I guess. How many times are we going to say, oh, it's okay, because she was trying, you know, no biggie. She just abandoned her kids at six months of age so she could go be an art person and then didn't even follow that path. And then the kid finally found her and she... Slap five million dollars in his face to make him go away again? No worries, that's fine. She's trying. Yeah. That was a really hard month for her. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, all the more reason why, you know, I'm not, I'm not justifying her, but um, again, just, just more stuff eating away at her. The fact that Emily and Daniel are planning on Paris of all places. You know, mm. it's just one of those things. Um, so, uh, but in terms of Victoria and the campaign, I, it's interesting to me how there's so many things at play, and Conrad's all about his campaign, and yet there's all these little um, things that he's not necessarily thinking about that I feel ultimately are just going to crash this whole campaign trail. He's just like the sleaziest of the politicians, um, and he says, let's hope the voters don't hold me to so high a standard when he's talking about his campaign promises. Like, as if he's, like, uh, when he's talking to Jack about it. Yeah. Ew. I feel like... That is everything everybody hates about politicians. Ugh, Conrad. Ugh. I feel like I can't even hear what he's saying anymore because I feel like, I don't know, somewhere he heard that talking and, like, that low, sort of raspy... just mimicking? Yeah. That was... That equaled acting somewhere. I just can't even... I want to be JFK. No, lower (laughs) and raspier. How can you be lower and raspier than me? (laughs) Let me ask you this. Let me... I thought it was interesting. Of all people, uh, Declan made this comment of, you know why you bury politicians, you know, 100 feet or yards into the ground, whatever it is? Because deep down, they're good people. And Jack considers this. And I was like... it didn't. I was taken aback by because like, what does that mean? Is he a good person deep down? And why would Declan of all people say this? I just don't agree. Okay. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, maybe Conrad does seem a step less evil than Victoria. Really? I mean, his whole thing, even 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 with talking with Daniel, he's like, oh, you know, really? I, no, because his whole thing is like, okay. 
you can go, you know, that's great, but make sure you do it, you know, let's let's announce the marriage before the uh, the election. Oh, and you stepping down as CEO, let's let's wait for the after. You know, like can't even that doesn't come from a motive of happiness. So like, oh my god, you're finally marrying the woman you love. I think he's a little less intelligent than Victoria, which makes him a little less evil. <laughs> Well, really? it makes him less conniving, certainly, but I, yeah. I don't know. I think that I have more and less compassion for them at for each of them Different at certain times. times. And, uh, you know, I definitely, they have earned each other and they deserve each other. And I think they're a perfect couple. And like that. And that's it. That's all I have to say about that, I guess. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see how Ashley fully comes to... Um, finally completes her mission as campaign manager. Why did they throw that thing about the shot in there? I didn't understand. About the what? When she takes the shot. And Jack's like, well, that was for me. Like, is this the start of her alcoholic career? Like, why would they throw in that bit? Uh, I think just to say that she's getting comfortable with Jack and she's taking control of Jack. And she finally tells him what happened with Emily. That is true. Uh, With Emily and Daniel and why they broke up. Well, let's talk about time. that. Uh, you know, so uh, did you guys think that um, Jack thought Victoria was lying? Because, I mean, I obviously kind of seeks answers about this. You know, uh, I don't think he saw directly from Ashley in particular, but, you know, it was the only person he could find. And, but I think he was kind of questioning it. Like, why would Victoria say this? Why, is it a lie or not? Right, because he suggested it was some sort of control over Daniel as well. That, yeah, he was saying it for some sort of manipulative, that she was saying it for some sort of manipulative purposes. I think Jack but, knows you have to double check everything that Grayson's saying. Yeah. So, okay, so now that he knows that it's the truth, um, what's going through his mind? I mean, I don't know. I saw a little bit of a look towards Ashley of like, hey, was the, I, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret this. I definitely think what's going through his mind is what if, you know, what if Amanda hadn't been pregnant? What if she hadn't been there that day? What if Emily had come to tell me this and I had picked Emily? You know, there's got to be a million what ifs. Well, and that's pretty much what he said when he approached her on the porch tonight. You know, he said, she said, I did come to tell you, but Amanda was there and she was pregnant. and You had this whole life ahead of you. And he said, it's not the case now. Mm -hmm. It's not the case anymore. And I just felt like that was such a heart-wrenching scene. Do you think partially, uh, you know, in Jack's mind that he's thinking also like, it's a life that I didn't sign up for. Meaning, I mean, there's no way he could have known about this whole why, you know, as he thinks that Amanda was uh, against the Graysons and her whole plan to take them down and things like that, you know. Yeah, it's just really hard as an audience member to comment because we know that Amanda isn't Amanda. Yes. So, you but know. If, if something were to happen, now it's ultimately going to be twice as worse because, you know, as Emily says, you know, I'd love to tell you, but I can't right now or something like that. Yeah, she said, I wish I could explain it to you and someday I will. And then he gets fed up at that point and says, you know, it's always something with you. Yeah. Sort of these half-truths. And and I hate that because he's right. He's like, it's always one day, someday. And that's the worst thing. You know when you're a little kid and your parents are like, when you're grown up, you'll understand. And it's, like, the worst thing to hear. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? Grow up faster? You know, there's nothing you can do. And that's what I feel like it's with him, you know? She's, like, telling him, like, someday you'll get it. And you know, he's no, like, I th- but I was, you know, I mean. But what? 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 <laughs> you're right in that. But, but I also think it speaks to a deeper point of um, when will Emily's revenge be over? You know, and obviously that's, that's a question on Aiden's mind. Um, but where does it end? 
there, you know, with revenge, there is no end in sight. Was he, you look like you disagree. No, no, no. I just, we'll talk about it later. You had a big smile on your face. I always am happy to Share be Share your here. opinion. No, we'll get into it later. All right. All right. Fair enough. Someday. 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 One day. When You'll I'm ready understand. to understand. <laughs> when you're all grown it'll up. It'll all so. just come to you. Fair enough. Um, okay. So, well, so why don't we talk about the engagement then? Um, I thought, I mean. Do we have to? <laughs> why? Why do you say that? Why do you s- I don't want them to get married. I believe in true love. I'm a lover of love. And it's like, ugh. You can't marry somebody because you're. I love revenge and scheming and. <laughs> I loved aspects of it. I thought the uh, the tray with the with the airline tickets that was romantic. Again, not in their situation, but the act of it. I know, but Victoria even says she says when looking at Emily, I know a woman in love when I see one, and you're not. And I feel the same way, and it sucks because I don't hate Daniel and I don't wish the worst upon him. So I feel really like like it's slimy of Emily, and I don't want to feel like Emily's slimy because she's a great girl. She's just looking out for her daddy. I mean, it's true. Well, okay, but... <laughs> but then, you know, I mean, imagine imagine if Emily could speak back at Victoria, you know. Would she, okay, so you were a person who was in love, and you hurt the person you loved, ultimately killing him, i.e. David Clark. Right. So what, if she could say that, then what? Then I don't, I don't know, but I'm just imagining it. No, but here's the thing. I mean, uh, the, the point being that I don't know what exactly the point is, but if that's love in Victoria's eyes, then congratulations. You, you've, every person that she's actually loved, right? Remember season one with the artist. Remember, you know, David Clark and, you know, all these other people in her past. She's ultimately led them to basically deaths. And, Phil, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I'm not sure when exactly but i have brought this up before that there there's no good guy on this show yeah that you know we want to be on emily's side but the truth is she and victoria really have a lot in common so honestly i think the good guy is aiden he's the sole good guy on the show i think i I mean i honestly think nolan too probably but you know he from the start has been the same person aiden was bad guy gone good okay Okay. I can accept okay. that. But I, I do see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, even Emily, who is our protagonist, she's not, a, she's not the good guy. Yeah. Which is what that usually means. So I just contradicted myself. But you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> I yeah, no, saying. I mean, but that's the conversation. It's really difficult to know who you're rooting for. She's when our there's... narrator. There we go. Right. Can't even call but, her the protagonist. Really like but here's, <laughs> you know, here's where, uh, have, here's where Victoria maybe not, has never been as smart as she can't ultimately figure out Emily's motives. You know, well, that's because she doesn't know who Emily is. I mean, that's that's obviously true, but but the fact that, you know, I mean, she had uh, remember Frank season one. She had that background check, and she's always gotten close, but she's never gotten there. And um, her talk with Emily outside—that was the most. Do women talk like that? That was the most subtextualized conversation I've ever. They were just stabbing at each other left and right. In the I, most nicest way possible. I feel like in the South that happens a lot. Ding, where everyone's, ding, ding. Where yeah. everyone's just proper, but mm-hmm. like literally they mean like basically go F yourself. Yeah. That that bless your heart. That's uh, 
it's a common it's, one. Stephen, Stephen, back me up on yeah, that. Yeah, seriously, no, southern southern women know how to do it. Yeah. Oh, is your hair always like that? It just, yeah, it really is gray. <laughs> no, it's more, you know, it's weird because I was going to say being from the East Coast, obviously the show takes place on the East Coast, but this is a different East Coast than I'm used to. It's like, you, you just say what you mean. And, like, if you don't like some, you know, when she says the line, um, if it doesn't work at first, try, try again. That's so ridiculous of a thing to say at somebody's engagement. And it's such a dig. But everybody claps and laughs because it's not actually mean. You I, know? I loved how repetitious. I, yeah. <laughs> that was such a great line. Yeah, everything she says, it's like, instead of just saying what you, she means, which is, you shouldn't be marrying my son, it's all these cover-ups and always trying to hide like an onion and there's so many layers i mean to to an extent i appreciate because it's clever writing um and what's nice about the whole thing is that ultimately it brings us back emily versus victoria which you know is where we started uh what it does upset me you you go back to season one where victoria was very open about the fact that don't date my son you know don't date my son and all that and so it's it's a little puzzling why she wouldn't be as open about it this time around of giving her full reasons like you know, I think it's realistic. I really do. I mean, I agree. It's you realistic. Ask, do girls talk like this? The simple answer is yes. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think she doesn't go back to that place because early in the season she tried to bring Emily in, and there was a time when they were supposed to be an alliance. So she can't be as outwardly "I don't like you" this time around. Uh, and the reason why I think Emily always has the upper hand and. Victoria can't quite figure it out is because Emily will say these things, these these little digs, and I think it leaves Victoria a little bit puzzled. Like, how does she know that? Did I tell her that? Did Daniel tell her that? You know, like that remark about Paris. Of where did she get that information? So I think that's where it always sort of stops Victoria. But it's funny because Victoria is too proud to ask. Oh, of course. She would never say, how did you know that? Right, of course. Because then she's not playing the game. Exactly. It's very true. Well, um... You know, I, there's there's that conversation between um, Emily and no- and Nolan right on the porch right before Daniel comes out and says, "Hey, I have to pick up Charlotte and all that." And uh, it's interesting hearing Emily's thoughts on you know because uh, it's right after Takeda and ke- she's kind of shook about it. It's it, it's weird having her say, you know, "Well, I've chosen Aiden." You know, this is where this is where it goes from here, where it just it didn't seem a hundred percent confident. Well, because of course not. It was right after Jack. Right. That's, yes. Yes, you're right on that fact. I don't think it had anything to do with Daniel. But it also, I think, and I, it's such a great moment because it is right after Jack. And Nolan says, you know, there are times when I think he's not such a bad guy. And it's like, yeah, that's what we're all thinking, you know, that, so he's like, are you sure that, and she said, no, I've chosen Aiden. So I think that's it was a perfect moment because it's exactly where we all are as audience members, just sort of like, yeah, he's not the worst guy. Oh, you should really be with Jack. Oh, but Aiden's great, too. Sometimes we like, need to check in. Like, what are you actually thinking? Where where do you stand? So, right. yeah. And Nolan, oddly enough, is a catalyst for a lot of those moments on the show. He'll be like, so in summary, and then we'll just say, like, what's happened. <laughs> yeah. That's happened, like, four times this season. And just then, like, are you sure you don't like Daniel? We're all thinking it, and he's the one to ask it. And she's like, no, I picked Aiden. So it's really, like, Nolan's role on the show to be like, audience, I know you're a little confused. Let me clear <laughs> something up for you. It's, yeah. it's very true. 
Because Daniel was very likable this episode Definitely. as well. So, And there for his sister, he's, he's kind of a good guy. Well, while we're talking about the engagement, is you know how does uh, uh, the big question on Takeda's mind with it in the picture is that you know she's becoming emotional and things like that. You know, uh, has she done that? Because I mean, in many ways, she's blindsided. You know, throughout this whole event of this episode. I mean, usually we see Emily in the driver's chair, and uh, in tonight's episode, I don't think so. In terms but of, but do big, you think? But you're asking us, do we think that's because of emotion? Correct. Do you, you take this one. Mom. Okay, are, you're asking, is she emotionally sidetracked? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, she's way too attached to Charlotte. Second of all, yeah, I, I think we are agreeing that Daniel's not the worst guy, and I think she feels that way too. And, yeah, I think she's completely... And the fact that she loves Aiden, you know, Takeda said this is supposed to be your path to walk alone. Yeah. And that was part of her training, that you're alone in this. And that's it. You get to pick love or revenge. You don't get to have both. You, you get to have life or revenge. I mean, yeah. You're, you're either a warrior or not. And or you're a soldier. That's that, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> or a soldier. Uh, but we yeah, think she's just, a warrior, but she here's might what, be a soldier. All right, so getting into Aiden, here's 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 I'm gonna knock Daniel. You guys, do you guys actually think he's kind of a good guy? Too? Yes. Yes. All right, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. <laughs> no, because I think of uh, I go to the scene with him and Aiden where he fi- fires Aiden, and uh, you know Daniel wasn't the nicest guy in that. And not only that, I, like you could tell like he really wanted to do something to Aiden. And that was where, as I was watching the episode, that's what I was kind of predicting. You know, because wouldn't you have fired Aiden? Because I certainly would have. I I mean, yes, I, I guess I would have. Uh, if he had been straightforward about it at first, maybe not, but sketchy. Uh, I would have fired Aiden for being my ex fiance's new boyfriend, is I what I would have I don't think you could fire someone because of that. I know that, but like, <laughs> as soon as something came up like that, especially that, yeah, that's way too big of a deal to stay We didn't on. know that before, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah, and it got oh. uncomfortable for a while. Yeah, no. I, but... Uh, uncomfortable because of the he was the one who put the bomb on the plane. His, his dad right. is the one, but it got. I'm saying it's like it was it got uncomfortable between Daniel and Aiden uh, for a while. See, I I don't know why that like so maybe because there's so much that goes on in the show. I was confused. I was like, wow. But, but I think you know what I th- in terms of a strategy. I thought Aiden, you know, played it nice. Like, hey, you know, we both have fathers that you know may have done, and and Daniel's just not buying it. Um, interesting how, you know, Daniel jumped to all those conclusions of Trask and things like that. And I thought, you know, as Aiden, as, as the character of Aiden played it off pretty well. Like, yeah, he what? said, who's them? Yeah. Yeah, I was smart. And, uh, so Daniel was kind of backtracking in that regard. You know, he let on too much. Yeah. That's because An- no, Daniel's not smart. No, he's not. You know, I, not, not that he's not smart at all, but like we said the whole time, he's always a step behind. Which, you know, I guess I guess kind of now as we analyze it, it's it's good that Victoria and Emily are talking the way that they're talking because it is so much in riddles, whereas Daniel, who's trying to be truthful about it and, and accuse uh, Aiden of all... cards. Yeah, just keep quiet. Yeah. That's the smart play. That's yeah. how you get revenge. You do it in riddles. <laughs> um, revenge in riddles. But, um, you, know, I, it, I'm, you know, we were kind of predicting this and, uh, you know, in terms of what Aiden was going to do. I never thought it was going to happen this way. And, you know, you made the prediction, Roxy. So you were half right, but then truly wrong in the end. 
What was your Fair prediction? Enough. That Takeda was going to kill Aiden. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I wasn't half right. I was all wrong. Yes. Well, you were right in the respect that he was going to kill Aiden. It just never actually happened. Right. I can't believe that whole scene. Why not? I mean, it was quite awesome, I must say. It blew my mind. First of all, I was like, there's no way Aiden's walking out of here alive. Cause, because Takeda is the one who's trained them. Okay, you want to know why I knew he was walking out of there alive? Because I went to our YouTube page, and I looked at our viewers' comments, and they were like, Roxy, you clearly don't follow what's going on on the show because they've all been picked up. All the main characters have been picked up for next season. So then I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> flashbacks. Hey, you be right. hey. And I try you know not what? Flashbacks. At, yeah. I try not to look at um too many spoilers because they spoil things. All right. Well, first <laughs> off, there's there's a few lessons in there. But I appreciate a, that person. A. Thank you guys for going uh, to our various um, avenues to rate and comment things like that. Right. You know, we we really appreciate it. And we read them. Well, that's right. We do. And sometimes it spoils things for us. And However, I don't mind that. that's okay. However, ob- obviously we know uh, Barry Sloan is is back on the show. It could have been in flashbacks, but now at least we know that's not happening. I also just, I mean, what are they going to do now? They're just, they don't have a a leader anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I was going to talk about more in terms of the fight for me. Here's where I was torn because you said, you know, Aiden's not walking out and you you knew that uh, Aiden was walking out. For me, I didn't know and I was torn because, you know, uh, Takeda grabbed a red red, um, sword and and a black sword. And I was like, okay, blood means or red means blood, and he gave it to Aiden. So I was like, oh my god, is Aiden dying, or does that mean that he's Aiden's going to spill the blood of Takeda? And then you know, Takeda with the black black one. I was like, holy moly! Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else, but holy moly! Uh, you know, Takeda's soul is black, you know, and that's why his sword is black. Mm. What about? The quote, try and stop me, and she knows the truth tonight. Yes. Takeda says... Well, the next episode is called The Truth. The Truth Part 1 and The Truth Part 2. That's right. Is there a part three in season three? If there is a season three. Oh, we're good. we got to get a season yeah. three. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah. And what Bite did, your tongue. What did Takeda say that Aiden failed at? Because he came there to help Emily. That's what he said. I came here to help Emily. He said, you failed. And he said, if you try and stop me, I'll tell you the truth tonight. Well, he failed in the fact that, you know, he's getting her emotional. Like, he was not supposed to, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. What is the truth? What did he do? There's, yeah. there's something bigger there. What is it? I need to know now. Well, we don't know, because eventually, <laughs> you know, uh, no. I mean, I loved how Nolan was very skeptical of, like, going through this plan. But they, um, Aiden was very, um, you know, let's do it. And very adamant about the fact that, no, Emily in terms of the invo- involvement. But it was kind of Emily's plan all along to bankrupt them. So ultimately, she can't be too bad. The And I thought it worked well. It worked really well how it coincided with Daniel taking, you know, his funds out and things like that. So there could be something there that, you know, maybe gets traced back to Daniel somehow. Mm. Um, partly, uh, one last thing, random thought. Um, I thought... Well, never mind. I don't know. No, no, what? what? You, Regina was out drawing money from a bank when, when everything went down, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, there was yeah, a lot good. of money transferring, withdrawing. Although, why why did she need to go to so many ATMs? They needed $3,000 in cash. Right. Because that's what Charlotte's bail was. Right, but, but why so many ATMs? Because you can only draw so much out at a time. You think that's what it was? I, th- I felt like she was, like, rigging the system or something. 
it, that could be. I don't like she was badass and like was using somebody else's card. Yeah, places. she's probably using Victoria's or um, Charlotte's card. Right. And she probably doesn't have that kind of money. Right. But and um, we know Charlotte's already been bailed out. So right. Where's that money going? Well, Her they, pocket. Well, they probably thought to Charlotte. Yeah, it's not going anywhere because they're stuck in that ATM vestibule. So. And they're gonna make out, and they're gonna sleep together, and then she's gonna be so pissed because she's pregnant. Oh, and they're gonna have babies. But we know those Porter boys are swimmers, huh? Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey! All right, back to carrying (laughs) at hand. Um, what a rush of emotion to you know, in terms of everything that you know, it led up to to this. Uh, You know, Aiden puts in the password. Hey, I've been waiting for you. You know, uh, just after the kill of Takeda. You know, uh, no worries. I'm here now. He puts in the code. Emily walks in. What did you do? We see the, what was it, three billion dollars? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, it's not transferred. The pocket, pocket money, please. And so I got that with me right now. <laughs> You're gonna well. get stabbed on the way to your car. Kidding, kidding. Um, my, I'll have my. So money I don't know. Me. I mean, uh, you know, I thought I, you, you guys kind of said it best. How how Falcon in her. Bad is just laughing away. How crazy is that, though, when Aiden takes the sword? Sorry, I'm still in the fight. Because yes. I was just thinking, in between the hands, and he's like... Ugh. Yeah. He looked, he looked crazy. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Takeda just turn the sword? Because he was squeezing so hard, he couldn't. I don't I don't find that realistic. It doesn't even make sense. You're going right, to we'll fight test. for your right to party. When We're going to test sweaty? it out. We're going to test it out. Okay, but you're going to be on the receiving end of that sword, because... <laughs> I, I don't want to. Okay. Okay, but but here's you. <laughs> you understand the problem of what you just said because if that is the case and I'm on the receiving end, you're going down. On to the sword. Well, look what happened to Kata. <laughs> you're killing me. Is that what's happening? No, no, no. Uh, no but in not... my but in my version and the sword twist, then we'll find your hands are being sliced. Well, and fans will get back to you on that one. <laughs> if you don't see Anna next week, or if Phil has no hands, correct. Then you'll know. All right, but carry on. It's happened with, you know? Yeah, the power outage was weird because I couldn't tell the emotions of Aiden, Nolan, and Emily. Okay, does anybody else have a problem with the timeline and the fact that the Falcon's like a 12-year-old girl? Is that... She's not... The tw- she's not... She's in her 20s. They just... No, whatever. Young. I absolutely have a problem with it. I think <laughs> they were trying so hard to break our image of what we thought she was going to look like that they picked this little 12-year-old Asian girl. Like, and yeah. I'm like, she is just... So little. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care, Phil, if she's 30. The point is that at the time that the Graysons would have hired her, she had to be, like, four. No, she was 12. She was 12 when she started working for Grayson Global? That's a Where did they find her? She's a prodigy. And they... So at 12, she was able to, like, look into all this kind of evil. First of all, she was a prodigy that they somehow found off the grid somewhere. Realistic. Yeah, it's not realistic. I just, I'm having a lot of trouble with the storyline. Also, what does it mean when Nolan says, carry on, it started? What does it finishing look like? If blacking out the entire city means it started, where does it go from there? World War Three. I don't know. Well, should we get into predictions? Well, can I give you some news and gossip first? Yes, yes. Let's do that first. Okay, what do I have? So, um, this one was actually kind of cute, and you should go look it out. Emily Van Camp did a commercial for Time Warner Cable, and it's really cute and funny. It's 30 seconds long. Everybody look at it. She looks great, and she's hilarious, and we love her. Um, 
Gabriel Mann changed um, his representation. He's now with Resolution Entertainment. He used to be at APA. Don't know what happened there. Interesting. Got the same manager, though. Okay. So anybody interested in that? Also, we know who the new showrunner is going to be. So last week we talked about how the executive producer and showrunner, um, Mike Kelly, was leaving after the first two years, and that it seemed to be good blood between them. The other executive producer, sorry, I'm going to butcher this, Sunil Nayar. Sorry if that's not right. Nayar, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, he just signed on to a two-year deal with ABC Studios, and he's going to continue being the um, executive producer as well as the showrunner now. He used to executive produce for Body of Proof and CSI Miami. But the show hasn't been renewed yet, so this is all pending on it getting picked up for a third and fourth season. If it does, he will be the showrunner. And the last thing is a spoiler alert, so if you don't want to hear... Spoiler close alert! Close your ears! Close your ears! Spoiler um, alert! It's sad because you're in the same room as me, so you don't really have a choice. Yeah, I don't have a choice. Uh, in the Truth, Part 2, there is a major death that will knock our socks off. Alright, that's not that so, I mean, it's a spoiler, but it's not... Right, I'm not telling you who. No, it's, is it know. known? It's okay. the death of a major character, though, of a main character. Which is why I still kind of think that Aiden's going to go, and maybe the flashback thing, but whatever. We don't know. Ah, uh, you know, I mean, you just think Daniel could kill Aiden? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we kind of we talked about that as, as a possibility that, you know, that Dan could orchestrate this. Somehow. Well, you know. We will see. That's all I got for you. For this week of Cinco de Mayo, we can move on to predictions now, <laughs> which I have nothing written down about. Um. Well, I me. I want to know what Carrion. I want to know what Carrion is. You know, we finally get to see it in full force, and 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 as you said, Falcon's out and about. You know, and I like I like seeing kind of someone else in control for once. You know, it's not tit for tat from Emily and, and Victoria. Now, kind of, it seems if if anyone's in control, it's the Falcon. So it's going to be Nolan versus the Falcon, which is going to be exciting. And we are on Team Falcon. Nolan. Kidding. Of course. I don't no, even know and, who's and you Team think, Alon anymore. You think Falcon's escaping? Oh, yeah. She's out the door already. Oh, duh. Please. Escape from prison? Please. Yeah. yeah. First, the riot's going to break out. She'll probably go when the riot's going on. Slip out. What, what does this mean for uh, Conrad's political career? Oh, absolute chaos. I mean, I just don't understand who the other candidate is going to be. <laughs> the governor? But. Who's going to have a heart attack now? Yeah. You know, is there going to be somebody new stepping in the race? And there's there's not even, like, a machine to keep him alive anymore because there's no electricity in all of New York. It's so sad. Ooh, the yeah, see? Oh, awkward. That's, that's true. That's true. See, you can't run a hospital if you don't have power. And you can't control a pregnancy. Yes. So, that's the best we could come up with. Because we don't know. Because we are wicked smart. That's not the way. It's, here's, uh, it's, I'll give all the credit to the show. They know where they're going, and we certainly don't. Uh, we can speculate, but we'll be wrong. So, on that lovely note, where can our fi- fans find you? Uh, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R, and at onacoppel.com. On Twitter, at Roxy Stryer. And, of course, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, catch some of our other shows. And, of course, rate and comment. And, if nothing else, tell at least one person 
Uh, I did hear someone, I met someone today that said, you know what? I just started watching Revenge. It's really good. I'm on season one, but I'm going to get caught up. And that was, that's great for the show. And it's also great for us. So continue to spread the word. Thank you, guys. See you next week after the finale. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.